Blog Talk Radio. Talk show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. I um, man, it's it's been a crazy week, and I'm very excited for to uh, tonight's episode. Uh, first, uh, a big thing, you know, of course, what everybody's talking about. Terrible uh, tragedy in Texas. Uh, we wish, you know, uh, something happens with this. You know, it's just it's a bad scene, man a bad scene. Um, it, it, it happened yesterday, right in the middle of our show yesterday, we were talking about it, and, uh, you know, it just it didn't get better as more information came in, and it's just terrible. So, uh, you know, oh, man, let's, let's get it together, folks. Let's get it together and uh, uh, work together, try to figure it out, and, you know, get something done on this, because it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's tragic and ridiculous. Happening way, way, many times too much. But I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyhow, um, what we're going to do, we're not going to focus on that tonight. We're going to focus on the show. Um, matter of fact, this morning, you know, I, I was feeling a little down about all that. And uh, when I started the day, I start my day very early because I'm an old man and that's what old men do. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, I said, I don't even want to do it today. I don't, I don't even feel like I'm thinking, take, I, I'm going to take the day off. And he's like, you can't do that, man. You, you, people look to your your blog and your show and all that kind of stuff. You know, they 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 want an escape. So, you know, the show must go on, and and so it does. Um, and not being disrespectful to uh, any of the, uh, the tragedy and, and folks involved in that. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, let's shift gears. Let's not get all bogged down in that. Um, oh man. Uh, tonight, our guest is a fantastic singer-songwriter uh, by the name of Glibs. I, uh, I, I got his press kit from the fine folks, uh, Taylor and the fine folks over at Trend TR, and, and I started checking out his work, and I was just very, very uh, impressed, and uh, I just became a very big fan very quickly. Uh, it's a very cool, kind of a blissy, uh, bliss pop type thing, electronic, I would say, um, with elements of um, rap and hip-hop and, and down-tempo and whatnot that I just uh, find very, very cool, very sophisticated. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to welcome tonight's guest, uh, Glibs. Glibs, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, I was looking through your bio. You're, you started out as a Midwestern guy, Iowa, right? In Wisconsin? Yep. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Chili on tater tots. I mean, I'm from Detroit, so, you know. Oh, yeah. We know, like you know what the long winters are like. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you moved. Now, see the weird thing. I um, When I left Detroit, I moved to Boston, went to college, and then I moved to the West Coast. I now live in Florida. 
But I spent about a decade out there in the West Coast. I remember my it was like the third day I was out there, and uh, I met this girl, and, and I'm like, man, let's go find a pizza somewhere. Because that's what you do, you know? That's an easy kind of first hanging out. I wouldn't even call it a date. You know, go get a pizza. It didn't cost much. So we went and got a pizza, and she ordered it, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm being nice. And uh, she had bean sprouts put on it. And I'm like, bean sprouts on a pizza? This is a little too California for me. I didn't say it. I ate it and smiled, but, oh, my gosh. How are you finding living out west? Man, I loved it. I was really excited to come out here as, like, fresh out of high school. So, just, there you go. I had the dreams of pursuing No driveway to shovel. No driveway <laughs> yeah, no. to shovel. Sunny days, no like 90% of the time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The community and, and really just the the culture and the community is, is a lot different and like everyone's out here trying to do something which is cool to be immersed absolutely. in absolutely so. absolutely I I noticed that too and I was just gonna say that right before you said it everybody in California it's weird in that it's not weird once you get out there other people that aren't there might find it off uh, strange not off putting but, but just interesting is you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's doing something or trying to, you know, yeah. uh, they got some kind of project going on and it forces you as an artist, as a creative type person, you gotta, you gotta get to where you can't lay around. You can't sit around. <laughs> you gotta get shit done. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, oh, yeah. um, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I will say this about California when I first moved out there. Uh, love them to death. Love them to death. Not big drinkers. Not like in the mid the people I knew in the Midwest. Oh, my God. No. They were like Klingons. <laughs> people in California go out they're like, yeah, I had three drinks when I went out last night. I'm like, you mean three bottles? No, three drinks. What are you, crazy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, shifted gear, you know. Um, <laughs> welcome oh. to my – Discovered the entire wide world of uh, mixers and drinks. That was a new thing. Yeah. Yep. A pleasant thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. So let me ask you this, Glibs. Growing up, like, were you always the – like, when I grew up, I wasn't – I'm not in the music business. I'm a painter. I paint pictures of people and stuff for a living. Um, but growing up, all of my friends were musicians. Everybody wanted to be rock stars. And everybody played guitar. Um, I actually, I've told yeah. this story so many times. I sat down with my friends. They all formed a band. And I'm like, guys, you can't have 12 guitar players in your band. Somebody's got to learn to sing and, and, and play some other stuff, man. Um, it ain't going to work otherwise, you know. But yeah. let me ask you this. Were you always that kid, like the music kid growing up? Or, or was this something that developed later? Uh, I was definitely the music kid. I started playing piano real young. My mom put me in lessons. So I, nice. I had that classical training since like five. And wow. I stuck with the piano growing up. And that was my thing, you know. And then I got to high school. I started producing music. And the kids kind of knew me as like the, the kids who making music and putting music out in high school. Because I, I went to a small school, so. You know, there, it wasn't very art-focused either, so 
I think uh, I got you. I did kind of stand out as a music kid for sure. In like a well, that's cool, format. man. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You, you know, there was a kid in our school, and again, this is a million. You don't even have thought yet, man. I, I'm an old man, but there was this kid, Steve, and he was the music guy. He was in. He must have been in 20 bands in high school, probably at the same time, you know. Uh, but he was the kid that would say, "Okay, guys, we got to practice." Everybody, what? I just want to meet girls. What, what do you mean, prep? You know, he would, but he would set practice. up gigs where, like, yeah, you know. And he was the guy that would set up gigs where people got paid, like money, you know. And uh, yeah. he was he was the guy. He's he's a producer now. I think he lives in Seattle. Last I heard, you know, <laughs> live at large. But uh, I kind of knew him. You know, he was the music guy in our school. Um, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Producing music in high school. Man, I wasn't doing yeah, that. My... People were worried I'd steal a car, maybe, but that's about it. Um, here you are producing music. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. my my good friend, my longtime friend, Ian, actually introduced me to, like, my first DAW so I could start producing. I was super curious about it. And so I met Ian in band class, and... We became friends really fast because we connected over all, all types of music. And he put me on to SoundCloud and just, like, showing me I can actually put my music out in the world. So he really inspired me and, like, kind of, like, was, like, my introduction to production. Because I, I was playing piano solely at the time, and I was, mm. like, longing to make arrangements and write songs and like other instruments so yeah it was it was I was really excited to like start that journey when I found out about producing music so well, that's cool man that is cool during the pandemic I uh, I started watching all these like crazy I don't even know if you call I guess you call them shows like these YouTube channels you know that have um you know, they'll do like a 45-minute video or something, you know. And, and one of the ones I, I got really hooked on, and again, understand, I am not in the music business. Uh, I mean, I have my, my podcast here and hang out with a bunch yeah. of cool musicians, you know, go to parties. But that's, yeah. not, well, not during the pandemic. But I started watching yeah. these weird shows. And one of them was a, uh, a show called, or a, a YouTube channel called Produce Like a Pro. And it was all about production. And... I found it fascinating. Man, you have to know your stuff to start doing, like, production. You don't just show up, like, with a guitar and say, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, you got to know not stuff, you know. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> you don't think? Yeah. It seems really I, hard it to took me. me three days. Yeah, I, like. Really? When I started, like, when I really dove in, I was like, okay, I'm going to get the equipment I need. It took me at least, like, three days to just to figure out how to get audio, like, playing. So it's, like, so much trial and error, so many YouTube videos. I got gotcha. it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hear you, yeah. man. I hear you. Thank God for YouTube. I, uh, I bought a house no, in 2016. If it wasn't for YouTube, man, we'd be living in a tent, I think. <laughs> you know? Yeah, how do I do that? Yeah, there. Oh, man, thank God. Thank God. 
Um, <laughs> we have hot water because of you two. Seriously, I think the hot water is great. Anyhow, okay. it took three days, but I, but my wife was happy to turn the hot water on in the shower. Um, <laughs> she started talking to me again. Anyhow, anyhow. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one i interview phil susan from ozzy osbourne's band Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. Now, one of the cool things that I really dig is your kind of like low, uh, down-tempo uh, I guess lo-fi, what they call it. Um, it's such a sophisticated sound, but it's so it, it, it in sophisticated. I don't mean like pinky out, like oh, we're going to the symphony. It's just very adult. You know what I mean? Um, 
uh, like you roll into a party or a club or a lounge or something and lo-fi song, you're like, oh, people of import are here. I better, uh, I, I better, you know, stay on my game. Um, were you always into that kind of type deal or do you just, uh, was it just something you kind of got into when you moved out west? Like you're speaking about my sound in general? Yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't deliberately, um, I don't know. I just try and make honest music and come from the heart. And I think maybe that is a more mature feeling to it because, I mean, I'm not going to be making songs about a life I'm not really living. And I think that, yeah, it's like always coming from the heart. Might be. It looks definitely cool, man. It is, it is strong. Yeah, I'm telling you. You listen to a glitz track, you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> I, I, at least Appreciate I was saying that. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, you you bounced out from – you had grew up in Iowa, moved to Wisconsin, and then went to, what, Los Angeles? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. So I, I came out Culture to Oh, so much, so much of a culture shift. I, like the first, my first three months out here were really euphoric, and I, I really, I didn't know where I was. Like I had to see mountain ranges now instead of vast fields, and like <laughs> it, it was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I tell you, when I went to Boston to art school, I was the art guy in high school. Like I like so I knew all these people in bands. I had painted so many leather jackets and drum kits you don't even want to know. And um I was that guy, you know, I was always drawing, painting, stuff like that. And everybody kinda knew that's what, yeah. you know, I was gonna be doing. And so I went out to art school, got accepted to a big fancy art school, rolled in there, you know, head held high, and suddenly I was surrounded by a thousand other people that were the art yeah. guys or the art kids in their school. And I'm and Yep. A lot of them were better than me. And I was like, and, you know, the other weird thing is I, I was a club rat. I, I used to go clubbing a lot and what, kind of, you know, it's what me and my friends did. And, you know, we knew all the door guys. We, didn't, we never paid to get in. We didn't wait in line. I mean, you know, we, we owned those places, you know, or ran them, I should say. Yeah. yeah we didn't own them, but, you know, they were ours. I moved out uh, to the East Coast. I didn't know any, I didn't have that behind me. You know what I mean? And suddenly I'm waiting in mm-hmm. line and people are looking at, oh, well, okay, I guess we'll let you in now. You know, and I was just like, oh my God. I was, I can say this honestly now that, you know, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long time and things have changed. But, um, man, I, I called home a lot. I was calling my friends going, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I think I'm coming home. And every one of my friends was like, no, man, no, you got to hang tight. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And I'll tell you the weird thing. What It took about about three months. I knew all the door guys. I was doing stuff. My confidence was bad. You know, I, things were happening. Um, didn't take long. But it sounds like that kind of happened with you, you know, that you, you landed out there and, and got to work, you know, and doing good. Totally. Things. And you're so right. Like, I, I also come from a place where, you know, small town, not a lot of arts, more like 
about high school sports, at least high school, and right. then but coming out there in art school, yeah, like everyone everyone is an artist, which is is a brand new brand new environment. Yeah. Which I love it, I love it, but it definitely it definitely pushed me to stay on my my craft and to keep doing me and like because yeah, it's like I like I enjoy that pressure. I guess you can call it pressure, but just being surrounded no. by other artists kind of keeps you pushing, you know, definitely. Did you go, you went to the uh, Musicians Institute out there? I went to CalArts, so it's a it's oh, a big okay. animation school. Uh, I got Like, they have dance, acting, music, everybody. film. Yeah, so you're, like, in this world, like, it's a great place to collaborate with different schools, like, animators, actors, it's dancers, like other musicians. It's, it's a really awesome place. Well, that's and cool, it's man. Really, it's, that like, is... it's tucked out in this bubble of L.A., like up in Santa Clarita. You said you spent some time out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's, def- it's detached from the city. So you're kind of out in this, this bubble like out, outside of the city, like it's, awesome. it's an interesting place. Well, you can percolate, you know, you create. You, you're not bogged down with the uh, <laughs> oh God downtown LA. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. Uh, I'm no, there's some very valuable no, lessons. Yes. Oh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, you know that's cool though. Being surrounded like that. And, and being, and I'll tell you one of the cool things that nobody ever tells you about school. Uh, of course, you're learning your craft and you're, you're getting good at what you're, you know, study if you study and, and you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. That's all a given. One of the great things about college, and I tell a lot of young people this too, they're like, oh, should I go to school? I say, well, if that's what you want to do, you know. Um, but one of the great things that nobody ever talks about is the connections you meet. Man, it has been mm-hmm. 24 years since I've been in school, and sometimes I'll be like, or somebody will ask me, "Hey, do you know somebody that?" I said, "You know, I used to. Let me uh, let me get on Facebook. Let me get on Instagram." And uh, oh, it's amazing! Lifelong connections in in all totally. people's fields. And yeah, you don't that's get that other the biggest places, thing about you know? totally. That's one of the biggest values of going to school in my opinion, outside of the curriculum or the, the network. Right, right. Yeah. That's it, what really it's lasts. So and it teaches you how to network. Especially Definitely. someone in entertainment and you're out west. I remember a couple, you know, this was uh, 15 years ago now, but it was the first, I had never been to a film festival. This film festival in San Diego had asked me to uh, do some paintings of, uh, you know, celebrities and stuff. They wanted to give them these paintings that were coming to the thing. And it was a great deal for me. Made a little money, got to go to a bunch of cool, fancy parties, meet a bunch of celebrities. You know, it was, it was real neat. First time I'd ever done anything like that. And um, I came away from that film festival, you know, because I'm always watching it. I'm always trying to learn, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching what's going on. And I was like, man, there's a lot of money in movies. And I was telling all my musicians friends, I'm like, 
take demo. See, at the time, uh, memory sticks had just kind of hit the scene. I'm like, take, put some stuff on memory sticks. Every movie has music in it, man. And you can get paid to do this. Um, yeah. Got, you can do it on the side, you know. Seeing your cool band yeah. on Friday night, but it's nice to be able to go buy equipment <laughs> or a car. How about that? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now, when you, speaking of which, when you moved out, did you just fly out and, and show up and, and ship stuff, or did you no. pack up the, the vehicle and drive out? Yeah, I packed the the car to the brim and did a four <laughs> four day road trip out here. So it was awesome. I tell you, it's I crazy. Came out, I, yeah, like you get through. No, no, finish your thought. Nebraska. Nebraska is just a straight highway yeah. through the whole state. And then after that, it gets interesting once you hit the mountains. But it's a beautiful road trip. I'm telling you, you get through Denver. At least this is what I remember driving out there. You get through Denver, Denver yeah. and then you you go up and you go, oh, I forget what they call it, the Continental Divide. You go over the mountain, and it's like, for an hour and a half, you're driving downhill. It's the craziest thing that you don't realize, you know? And then all of a sudden, yeah. boom, it's kind of scrubby and then deserty. And it, you feel like you're in that movie, that, that kid's movie, Cars or something, you know, just big canyons yep. everywhere. <laughs> it's, yep. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I tell you, another cool thing is once you get past Vegas and you, you, you I don't know, about an hour, maybe an hour and a half out of Vegas, you, you go over this kind of little hill type road, you know, it's all rocky. And that's the weird thing about the West Coast. It looks like. Uh, you know, the like like all the scraps that were left over when God made the world or something. You know, there's just big rocks everywhere, and uh, you can see dinosaurs. You can imagine dinosaurs walking around and shit. But anyway, there's this little hill after Vegas, and then all of a sudden, and it's desert and dry and hot, and then boom, you fall into California. There's fields and plants and stuff. Yeah. Your life again. It's like mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing. That's crazy. Oh, that's cool, man. That is cool. Well, that's awesome. So you got out there, you started making, uh, you know, making moves, making music, and doing stuff. Um, now, was this pre-pandemic or during the pandemic or after the pandemic? When was all this happening? When what? The big what? move. Yeah. Oh, California. that was in 2017. That was 2017 was pre-pandemic. Yes. Oh. So you're doing all this stuff. Things are going great. You know, you're, you're going to parties, you're meeting girls, you're making music. Life is good. And then the freaking pandemic. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you know, stay man. out west or did you go back to the Midwest? Um, I, I stayed out or, here. Oh, I actually wow. turned, so it was unfortunate. I turned 21, like, a month after the pandemic was, like, full-blown, <laughs> like, so I couldn't really celebrate like I would want to, but yeah, just kind of yeah. When the pandemic came, it, I definitely was writing a lot, and I did put out a project within the first few months. But I, I got sick and tired of having to be home and not being able to go out real oh, fast. Yeah. So, like everyone else was, I'm right. sure. But yeah. absolutely. Now, I wasn't out in California during that. I, uh, you know, I was here in, in Florida. We, we were seeing shit on the news, 
And it looked like California was like right here, right now with everything. They were real serious about that stuff. You know, it looked like, you know, you'd watch those videos during the pandemic of like Italy and everybody's in those apartment buildings singing to each other. That's how I imagine California to be. You know, like everybody was <laughs> in, you know. Oh, yeah, compared um, to Florida. Like they were yeah. supposed Florida's to be. like, yeah. Oh, they don't give a shit. They, they really <laughs> enforced it out here. Yeah, Florida. This was the Studio 54 of, of you know, the, the big discotheque of, of um, people getting COVID and dying. Um, yeah, people are stupid out here. <laughs> you know, Florida, they're, yeah. they're crazy. Um, you know. Oh, I got drunk and kissed an alligator. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea. It bit my face off, but I thought it was a good idea. You know, that shit happens out here. Um, <laughs> and we all just laugh about it. But I'm glad you're okay. You know, all your people and everything came through okay, or uh, I hope. Yeah, definitely. Fortunately. I mean. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. It's been it's been a I blur. Thought... Time has been a blur since that's come. It's it's weird, man. It's weird. I've been through a lot of shit in my life, and I I've never saw that coming. I was making, I, me and my gal have been together. My wife now um, forever. And, uh, you know, her mama was like, you guys got to get married. Are you kidding me? You've been together eight years. You own a house already. What, what the hell? So we, you know, we got married, big Italian wedding and all that. And, um, and she's Italian. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. But I was, I remember at, this was a week before the shutdown, the lockdown happened. And um, I was kind of making fun of the whole pandemic thing. I was being very cavalier, man. Very careful, thought I was very smart and funny, um, you know, with high school friends and stuff that were in town for the wedding. And, um, you know, a week later, I'm like, holy shit, you know. We were at Disney World, and they closed Disney. I, I'm like, if Disney's walking away from money, this is serious. <laughs> you know, yep. they don't play. And yeah, yeah it, was. <laughs> it was. Crazy. Crazy. Well, that's cool, but I mean, you made it through. You know, we can say that. We can tell our uh, our grandkids, oh, yeah, you guys don't know shit. Whatever. You got leprosy? Whatever. Walk it off. We did COVID, baby. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. And we're okay. It's hard to beat. Um, <laughs> that's right. Wore fucking masks, man, and liked it. And liked it. Made fun of people who didn't. It was great. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so that's cool. So you're doing, you know, now, what, the new single, we're going to play it here in a second. It's called What I Want. Now, this is a, a strong track. Did you write this? Did this? Let me ask you this. How long does a, does a typical Glibs track take from, like, the idea to, you know, mastering and whatnot? Well, for this specific song, it's a little different because I okay. actually had this wrong. I had this song written, like, three years ago. And it kind of, oh, okay. it just didn't fit on any projects that I put out in that time frame. And, like, the project that I was, I'm working on releasing in this next couple of months, um, it fits a single. So I was like, okay, nice. this fits the story I'm trying to tell. And it's it's time for it to be released into the world. But, yeah, it's that for a long time. So basically, it was it was all written, but I I mixed it and mastered it. Um, nice. Like before the release, 
But typically, man, it, it really just depends. It, it has to feel like the right time. Sometimes I'll make a song and put it out within two weeks, you know, like from like the day I made it. But with this one, it, you... it was like three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play it. This is what I want, everybody. This is Glibs. Now, um, before we play, this is this is out, right? People can get this? Yeah, it's out everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, check this out, everybody. Glibs, what I want. It's one of my favorite tracks this year. I, I really dig this. Here it is. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, I know you've got a couple um, uh, videos and stuff on YouTube and collaborations and whatnot. Uh, any plans on doing a, a video, you think, a visual, a visualizer? I guess that's the new thing they're calling them uh, for what I want. Uh, you know, I don't have any plans for this song with that. I got but I am I am working on for some other music that, that, that will be coming out soon. So, yes. Very cool. I can't wait. We're going to stay right in touch. And, folks, we have uh, links. I, I should mention this because I forgot. Uh, to uh, Glib's website, glibsmusic.com. And uh, also he's on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud. We've got links to all that uh, on their show page. And also, when we convert this show, this episode, to a podcast, it you know it bounces to all the podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Pandora and stuff. Those links stay active. So if you're listening to this you know, in the future, hello from the past, um, but there's links there on the show page. Uh, on Spotify or whatever, however you're listening to it. You can click on that, get there, add him on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, and, you know, like and share. Help get the word out, man, because he's yes, really sir. good. And I'm sure if you're digging something, your friends are going to dig it, you know? Yes, sir. Very, I, very I encourage good. everyone to do that. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. 
Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Nice, nice. Lots of different, you know, social media has changed everything. I, I remember <laughs> back when you were like a toddler, uh, Glib, uh, there was a thing <laughs> called MySpace. And that was the first thing I was on. And I remember talking to, I had a friend of mine who's, who's an old, he's an OG punk rocker. He was a punk rocker, like the, in the seventies in the, the first go around of, of punk rock. And, um, you know, we were talking about MySpace and stuff and, and he's like, man, you're on, you're too accessible to people. You know, people can, they, they know all your business on that, you know, because he's, he was the old school of, um, where they didn't have any of that. You know, if you wanted to find mm-hmm. about like, Glibs, if Glibs was in the 70s, you'd have to buy a record or read a magazine or something, you know. That was yeah. it, you know. Run into them in a bar, maybe, you know, if you were lucky, or Whole Foods. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, I mean, you just didn't have that. But you're real good on that. you got a really cool Instagram page and everything, you know. You keep up on that shit. That's cool. Thank you. I'm, nice. I'm trying to get better. It's tough, man. It's tough to manage, especially multiple platforms social media platforms, which oh, is like, yeah. you know, so it's like kind of just a game you got to play now. <laughs> Are you, no, you haven't, I noticed at least in the press kit that I got, you didn't have a TikTok link. My wife is all on the TikTok, man. She doesn't do them. She just <laughs> likes watching them. Are you on that yeah. yet? I'm on it. You know, I'm kind of just posting for fun, not really doing music content on there. But I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Definitely. It's a that's a fun app. She uses that's TikTok. definitely what's hot. Huh? She uses TikTok to calm me down. I'll be like watching the news, yelling at the T V like I'm watching like a baseball game or something and uh, but it's the news. <laughs> I'm like, You idiots, what's wrong with you? And uh she'll come over with her phone, she's like, Hey, look at this funny TikTok here. <laughs> Just like a like a dog with a treat or something. I'm like, oh, I can't believe the cat's dancing. That's amazing. 
you know, just <laughs> turns me right away from it. Um, but yeah. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I yeah. will say that. People complain about TikTok. I'm like, I think I can honestly say I have not had a uh, aneurysm or a heart attack thanks to TikTok. And, uh, you know, <laughs> my wife with her phone. So that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's cool, man. That is cool. Now, when you um, – one of the cool things also about social media is you get people from all over, you know, exposed yeah. uh, ex- to your work. That's got to be a cool yeah. feeling, you know? It really Somebody is, from yeah. South Africa digging your shit. That's awesome. Exactly. You know? I think that's super yeah. cool. And that's, yeah, Absolutely. that's the power of social media. I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's everybody bitches about it, and yes, or you know, give me a break. But I think uh, let's focus on the positive or try to. Um, right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'll tell you, Twitter. When I was a kid, um, like I said, I was friends with all these bands. You know, that's how I used to see a lot of my friends' bands. I'm like, hey, they're like, come to our show, and I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have the money to. Uh, you know, I'd like to, and they're like, well, here, go staple these flyers on every telephone pole in town. Okay, I'll do that. And then come in and run the merch table. <laughs> you can see nice. the show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I used to... Now you just go to Twitter and 10,000 people know about it with the hit of a button. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't even have to go outside. I love it. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Now, do you are you a live player or are you more of a, a producer guy? You like studio work better. I play live yet. Um, I I gotcha. Yeah, I def, I've done a couple shows this year, and uh, before that, I mean, it was yeah, 2019. Last time I played. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but I'm trying to play more. I love playing with live bands. It's not always the easiest cool. to get a full band together, but like that's what I really lo- love doing live. It, it's that's just awesome. really cool to hear songs brought to life with other instrumentalists and like I don't know it, it gets really special that way it just takes you oh, gotta yeah. have space time to rehearse and but more goes into that for sure but well, really in the LA scene too live playing is kind of rough because you, you, you there's a lot of the pay to play shit and stuff like that and you know like yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a big no bag of money you know uh, or sell a bunch yeah. of tickets they're like yeah you know, here's 200 tickets you're responsible for. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't have time. Yeah. I'm trying to rehearse. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. the show. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. I think one of, the, of work. Oh, yeah. one of the smartest places I've seen, I was hanging out with in uh, Vegas for a minute, and uh, how they were doing it in Vegas. Now, again, this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is 15 years ago, so um, you know, things could have changed, you know, very absolutely could have changed. But how... I was hanging out at this place a friend of mine owned called the Bunkhouse, which sounds it was kind of a rock. It was weird. It was a rockabilly place in the daytime and evening, and then all night it became like uh, underground drum and bass and, and uh, progressive trance. And <laughs> it was weird, you know. But um, you know, you hang out. It was like three blocks from my house, uh, downtown Vegas. And uh, what they would do is they would have bands come in or musicians or whatever. And then you play it, like your sets from, I don't know, 9 to 11, say. And they do a Z tape at the bar and at the beginning of your set and then one at the end. And then you got paid a percentage of drinks sold, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, does that mean if you were bad and people were drinking just to get through the set, uh, you know, that was to your benefit? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Everybody did their best. <laughs> like, I need a shot, man. Oh, this guy's terrible. No. That wouldn't be you, Clibs. You're really good. Oh, man. Well, hey, it has been, I can't believe it. It's already been 45 minutes. We're, um, man, we just zipped along on this. Um, again, what I want is the single, folks. Uh, you can buy it wherever you buy digital music. So pick that up today, you know. And, uh, hey, and a cool thing, too. I like to remind people this. It's another little perk that a lot of people don't talk about in the uh, the era we live. One of the great things is if you discover a cool indie artist and, and like a single they have or something, and, um, you know, you forgot to buy Susan down the hall at, at work, a uh, birthday card, buy her the track, man. All you need is an email. What a cool little gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Nobody else yep. is doing it, and you stand. You look like James Bond, man. It's cool. At the um, very least, send, send 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 the links out. You can stream it for free. So word yeah, of mouth. Yeah, there you free. go. That's the way to do it. But I appreciate you. Awesome. Doing. Yeah, good. Hey, in all seriousness, keep doing what you're doing, man. You are real, real good at this, and uh, you know I can't wait to hear more. Thank keep you. at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, and a big... for my next single. Oh yeah, let's stay right in touch because I I definitely want to hear it, and uh, I want to give a quick uh, last shout out to uh, Taylor and the fine folks over at Trend PR Branding and Social Media. They uh, cool turned up to ten and they kicked uh, tail. So if you're a band or something, you're doing something, you you need some help on that and the PR side of things. I don't know what you got to do. You might have to go over and wash Taylor's car or, you know, pick up her dry cleaning or something, try on her shoes. No, I, I don't think you have to do that. You probably have to write a check. But uh, get to writing, baby, because these are the people you want in your corner. Very, very cool people. Okay, Glibs. Well, thanks so much, man. What do you got going on? It's a Wednesday night in L.A. What are you doing tonight? You working probably? Yeah, man. Making uh, I'm actually, yeah, I'll be getting off work. I don't know. We'll see what the night has in store. I just finished. Uh, I just cool. finished up uh, Ozark last night. I don't know if you catch up with that show, I but I just finished the oh, season yeah. finale last night. And tonight, I might just be working on more mixes, just hanging, you know. I gotcha. I gotcha. He's he's an artist. He's always worth it. You know? Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah, that yeah. Ozark's a cool show, man. <laughs> I liked that one. Yeah. I went into Ozark. It was so weird. I went into Ozark. I was watching all those those narco shows, you know, like Pablo Escobar and all that shit. And um, yep. so I finished all that, and then I went. I fell right into Ozark after that. And uh, yeah, I'm like, Same oh, here. those are my here's the American shows. side of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Crazy. Yeah, when Crazy. I started, when I was okay, watching Narcos, I, oh shoot. No, finish your thought. What was what were you saying? Oh, I said when I was watching Narcos, I was I started dreaming in Spanish, and I don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, I think I'm learning Spanish, man. Um, you know, I'm telling you, those guys were mean. 
mean that when that showed up with the, uh, the refrigerator with the guy in pieces in it, I was like, oh man, don't yep. piss them off. Yeah. Don't piss them off. I mean, woo, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, great show. Okay, I will. Thanks so much, Glitz, for taking time to be on the show. We really appreciate it. And folks, we will be back tomorrow. We've got another cool singer uh, songwriter on, Ladder. She's got a new single out, and uh, I think you're going to dig it. So tune in tomorrow for that. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out everywhere on all the social media platforms, all the podcasting platforms. It's going to be everywhere. Uh, for those keeping track, now at, at uh, poprocksradio.com, we have a little chart up there uh, that we update. It gets updated every day. Uh, we have a little informal contest going. Uh, U.S. is still the top. You know, we have the most listeners in the U.S. Um, Germany is right behind England right now, and Switzerland's coming up hard, baby. So, uh, you know, if you uh, are in a foreign country or a different country than the U.S. here, and you want your country on the top of the little chart there, well, tell your friends and uh, neighbors to uh, listen to the show, and it'll move up in the rankings. We really appreciate that. Be sure to check out our uh, sponsors. Use their code. They always have a code. You can save a couple mu- dollars on what they're selling. And, uh, you know, take that money. Go buy what I want by Glib. How about that? How about that? Yes, sir. Very, very cool. <laughs> hey, Glib, thanks again, man. Thank you, Jamie. Much love. See you, everybody. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.